Welcome to the Adam Rothstein Hockey Podcast. This is your podcast for all things hockey. On this podcast, we talk about past history to the modern day and what you can do to grow the sport. I am your host, Adam Rothstein. All right, let's get to the show. Welcome in, everybody, again to episode 102. So today we're going to be talking about uh, women's hockey, um, specifically the PWHL. Now, there have been other uh, professional women's leagues in the past, and, and I do want to just mention that I want this league to succeed. Now... Um, they're going to be starting off with six teams. Now, it's not going to be New York. Uh, okay, well, New York's in there. It's not, I'm not, it's going to be in the New York area at least, not necessarily. But uh, Detroit is not going to get a team. It's going to be, if I can pull this up here real quickly, you're going to have. The Minneapolis-St. Paul area, you're going to have Boston, you'll have New York, um, and it could include Connecticut or New Jersey, and you're going to have a team in Montreal, Toronto, and Ottawa. So so they can't do anything in the South. They can't risk it in the South. I, I get it. Like Dallas, you know, Jason Robertson has done a wonderful job with the stars over there as well as Mr. Ben and Sagan as well they've done that so you're not going to and you're not going to see this out in LA either because you have two NBA teams that play in the same arena as the Kings and you're going to also and and it's going to just be hard to break into that market already so Staying up north and what's in demand is pretty good. Now I think they're they're right on the money. Um, Connecticut, um, I think Connecticut could work because there's more of a demand for hockey over there. So putting it back in Hartford would be okay, and you could do it where whatever the Connecticut's whatever their their team are called for the WNBA you can play in that arena and you can move in there and and that's fine um the thing with the WNBA um uh you know similar to the WNBA um it's gonna the NHL is gonna help them out obviously financially because you know I don't ex- you know they're not gonna make make a profit for this January of 2024 and beyond are just not in the first couple of seasons, you see. Um, So that is going to be a little bit of an issue. They are going to be playing 24 games each. And at the very most, you're going to have three games on a night. Now, this is now their games are going to be streaming. And I, uh, and I'm not the biggest fan of that because last year we, or, Last season, I mean, it, it was it was only a few months ago that we had 
the Stanley Cup on, you know, true TV. And it's like, and that needed to come out on ABC or CBS or something on the main networks. But no, we don't get that. Um, Could any of the main networks pick this up? Maybe CBS picks it up as well. Now, they have picked up the big three with uh, Ice Cube's uh, Basketball League. They picked that up as well. Now, you also have um, ESPN with the NLL and the PLL um, being broadcasting those lacrosse games. So you have two lacrosse leagues already there. So it could certainly work on the main networks. Um, The problem with ESPN is that they are not big on hockey. and, And it is a shame because... You know, you know, they they, there's not really a segment, um, you know, about hockey. You know, Stephen A. Smith is into the basketball, into the football and maybe a little bit of baseball when he talks about the Yankees. And so I don't see that working in ESPN's favor. Um, In regards to the cities, uh, where would they be playing? Well, like I mentioned with Connecticut as a possibility, you could put um, a team in Hartford there, and I think that would work. And you're not going to be in in the heart of New York City where you have, you know, multiple big four teams, you know, you know, in Madison Square Garden already. So so that's going to be a bit of an issue. And um, no one will, no one wants to go to the you know, going on the subway in New York is going to be is just a little too much uh, for many people. And and they want to go to the Yankees. They want to go to the Mets. They want to see the Rangers. They want to see the Knicks. They want to see those teams as well. But Connecticut, you're not competing with the Whalers. Whalers are in Carolina now or in North Carolina now. So I think that would be a better start. Plus, um, plus, you know, you can you can design a jersey uh, similar to the Whalers. Uh, so, I, and I definitely think like they should not sleep on that idea. To be honest with you, Minneapolis St. Paul. Um, now, here's the interesting uh, thing with that city. You could put the team in either. Um, Target Center, where I think the Timberwolves play, and or you can move in with, uh, with the Wild, uh, in Saint Paul, and you wouldn't have to really worry about any financial issues there when you're sharing a facility, and uh, you can also pick up some of the slack and as well. Um, yeah. Um, quick note: there's not going to be any body checking in this. And, and I do think that's just, you know, fine. You know, it's, you know, I'll watch beer league hockey all day where we don't check anymore because we've had injuries in college and high school. So it's fine. We're not doing that. It, you know, it's, it's okay if we don't have body checking. Um, Boston um, is going to be another city and then we'll get to the Canadian markets. Um, Boston. Okay, you have the Celtics and the Bruins at TD Garden. 
they could move into Boston. They could they could go there and and you've got you know Boston College going in there and you got uni- Boston University as well and you know the college teams play there as well. So one more team and just figuring out some scheduling there is fine. Now I'm going to take um that back on St. Paul and um Boston real quickly. Um I think you just uh, now, the one thing with those two cities is that, you know, it's the seating and you want to make it appear that you've sold out an arena naturally. And I think that's why with Connecticut, you know, you're not moving into a facility um, with or you're moving into a facility that's somewhat smaller if you're going to use the old uh, Whalers arena as well. So so that's uh something else. So I do think if you're going to use the NHL sized rings that you um also um that you also make sure that you don't undersell it and you try to fill those seats up as much as you can as much as you can. Um Montreal um if they don't um they could they have many different rings they could play in. They could still play at the Bell Center there. And if they want to go to a different rink, um, they want to go to the old, you know, they want to do something else. They want to have a different rink or, you know, the go play in one of the Quebec uh, Junior League arenas. You know, that's fine there. And I think it, and I think that's okay. And you're not worrying about, you don't have less of a of a hump to climb to to get over to to uh, selling out an arena. So I, I don't expect them to sell out any arena, but but just keep don't don't necessarily keep the bar um low forever. But but I say just stay in the junior leagues and um and and I do think uh they could um. They could, uh, you know, have that as well, and uh, not, and also they'll, ha- you know, it's less, it's less to maintain, and they'll save on costs as well. Um, Toronto, they can move in with the Toronto Marlies, uh, whatever the Toronto Torpedoes or whatever. Um, I'm making up names. They can move in with the Marlies and. And, you know, share that facility as well. And, you know, don't sleep on the AHL teams or the CHL teams. You can move in there as well. So, you know, we've got options here. And they and the, and the AHL and the CHL arenas don't aren't as big as an NBA arena or a NHL-sized arena. They're not. I've been to the Checkers game. They have an upper deck, but it's just not quite as big as NHL rink and you can sit around um 10,000 you know just under 10,000 or so people so there's that the senators um I once again they could still move in with the senators or they could just go to the CHL or go to a junior league and uh and just self and just have games there um now here's a one suggestion that I do think they could uh, do that. I think they should um, 
go with uh she's a she said i'm like blanking on this right now okay um you could have sort of a touring league so uh for the team that's in the new york area tri-state area or in the new york area um you know they could play at madison square garden for a game they could go to um the old whalers arena they could play where the devils are, they could do all that stuff as well. Um, if they're having any uh, scheduling conflicts, and it's just good uh, to get into those arenas as well. And um, because you know the owners of the facilities want to make money, and and you can come in with a cheaper price um, during those off days or when the facility is not in use. So there's that. So so I do think that's good. Uh, 24 game season uh, for each of them. That's fine. Uh, I'm not too sure on the... Um, I'm not too sure on how they're going to structure the playoffs. But I'm going to go to ESPN.com. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, and I'll show this bad boy to you guys in a moment. Uh -huh. Optimize for video and three, two, one, and we are golden. Um, so I'm gonna try and find a uh, playoffs here and uh, or no, 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 they don't have anything with playoffs here, and that's. The um downside to this um so one so the PLL is planning on having a presence at major NHL events like All Star Weekend in Toronto and its outdoor games. National League congratulates Professional Women's Hockey League on today's announcement. The NHL said in a statement on Tuesday, "We remain committed to supporting the women's game and looking forward." together with the PHL said his owners did not want to get involved when there were two competing women's leagues, but we consider supporting one consolidated pro league. And that's the thing. There were um, some other leagues that tried it and it just failed too. Um, so this one, this one just, you know, with a name like PWHL, Professional Women's Hockey League, you know it, it. It sort of, it sort of sticks. But the national, it could have gone to the NWHL and just said the National Women's Hockey League. You could have, you could have done that too. But I think, but I actually do like the Professional Women's Hockey League as well. Um, you know, it's it's fine. Uh, I do think that the that, you know, you're gonna have. You know, they're going to be making, you know, crap wages or crap salaries for a while. They, they'll they'll do that. And and they're also going to be, um, you know, those who were on the national Canadian team, the national American team, those from Eastern Europe, Europe who are going to come over um, and. And you're going to see these 
these women compete. Now, Sarah Nurse is the Connor McDavid of this, will be the Connor McDavid of this league, assuming she's going to be playing in this. Um, but she's young. She, she'll she be uh, in there for a while. Um, I say give it a decade. Assume, assuming the league lasts this long for a decade. But you'll see that as well. Uh, you'll see her as well uh, in this league. And uh, she will be the Connor McDavid of the league, I suspect. I don't, I can only suspect. Um, now, what, now, what if this does succeed? What if it... Or, okay, well, what if this fails? Uh, and then, well, you're going to have to reformat. You're going to have to, you know, fold. Um, the NHL is going to be on the hook for some of that if they're going to be uh, financially into it uh, as well. So I do think there's that uh, as well. Um, moving on a little bit. Uh, w For the WNBA... You cannot, um, and this is a guy who, this is coming from a guy who doesn't really like to talk politics, but it cannot be woke. It, it cannot, you, you know, you have to like, I'm not going to say conservative, but you need to have, you know, you need to be, have come in with a high level of class, you know, you know, and and if you can be good with the media too, that's going to be help. That's going to be helpful as well. But you cannot shame anyone. You can't bring your politics into this, and you have to and, and try not to be controversial. Um, as you know, as crazy as that sounds, try not to be controversial. Um, as well, like. We we don't like Sean Avery. We don't like that guy. We don't like we don't like Dale Hunter knocking, you know, checking people into the boards from behind after after his opponent scores a goal. We don't like that. You know, we want class. We want you know we want people to have fun. So just I'm saying this. You know, don't go that route. Focus on the hockey. Focus on growing the the sport because you have a great opportunity in front of you. So so don't don't worry about everything else. Anything else? Worry about the marketing. Worrying about playing hockey. Worry about the financials too. And worry and fourth and foremost and and most importantly, worry about growing the sport as well. Um, yeah, worry about growing the sport. Come on. Uh, in in the next decade, hockey could potentially be in the, you know, the fifth largest sport in America. Soccer is the fifth largest sport in America currently because you've got the, you know, you have older millennials, you have um, who are still hanging on to baseball or they're hanging on to football and basketball as well. But, and, and then for the newer millennials and Gen Z and Potentially Gen Alpha at this point. Can't believe I'm saying that. Um, they're into they're into soccer, and and if you can get this right, you can, if you can get this right, you're going to keep hockey at its level at least. Now it's not going to overtake basketball or football. It, it'll never do that. But internationally, hockey has 
been more popular than baseball internationally. Now, baseball has been played in in the Asian in many Asian countries, and it's been played in the Czech Republic, Slovakia, and and of course the U.S. and Canada. So, so it's been there for for you know you know it's it's been had about the same amount of time at, on the world stage as everyone else uh just about maybe a little less um all things considering if you want to just consider what the modern day game was but you've got a real opportunity in front of you to just go and enjoy to just get this sport rolling and and um and I guess this leads me to my final part where um where I'm gonna talk about right where pricing. Let's go to pricing. Um yeah, I'm a bit out of it today. I'm sorry. Uh pricing of the tickets. Um, how are you gonna get get butts and seats? You know, we want butts and seats, we want people purchasing jerseys and as well. Now I talked earlier about a Hartford Whalers design for if you're going to put a team in Hartford or in the, the New York area, maybe, but I think, I think Connecticut would really work better than, than the heart of New York city. There was a phrase that went like this. If you can succeed in New York, you can succeed anywhere. And if you fail in New York, you just fail in that city. I don't know who said it, but someone did. And uh, don't quote me on that because I literally don't know who said it. Uh, but but Connecticut is a smaller market. They only have a WNBA team there, and you're not going to have to compete directly with an NHL team there. So I really hope they get that right um, from the get-go, and, and they just keep a team there just as, I don't know, um, you know, I don't know, a, um, you know, double blind study, um, a, more of a placebo effect sort of, I think, but, but we need to see how it works where there is no professional NHL team. So that is part of the experiment that you're going to need to put up. And I think, uh, if any of the PWHL, um, or the PWH, uh, players association people um don't figure that out um uh, with Connecticut I think I think they will have uh they could have a seriously a serious missed opportunity um awaiting for them because uh Connecticut is starving for a, another professional league and they're not going to get a big four league yet at least but if you give them a hockey team, I think you're going to have a very successful market there as well. And and Boston is going to, and, and I know Boston is not too far from from Hartford either. But but that little general area is going to it's going to be fine too. And and go to to Sally's, go to Pepe's, go to the the uh, Beats shops as well and and uh, just send out fires get 
or, or like or like partner with them or something like they do with Little League. I I might be talking out of my you know what here, but but I, I'm just spitting ideas. But bottom line, Connecticut needs to be your a starting city or starting Hartford needs to be in that consideration for the New York area and and New York, New Jersey. I don't think it's going to, I think you're going to have a tougher time succeeding in New Jersey and New York than you will in Connecticut when, where there is no professional team. That's my opinion. Now for the ticket prices, I think $20 should be good. Um, I know you're not necessarily running a profit. You're not going to make a profit here, but if you can, if you can get sales going and you can get ticket season hold, going you're gonna have you're gonna build rapport you're gonna and then you're gonna and then you'll get consistency going and then you can start turning a profit so that's 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 what i'm thinking right now um as well um ken campbell wrote on this uh a little bit and uh and i'll uh, read something out from him and you can go subscribe over to him at Substack um, as well. And um, I can get this up. I, I do want to say that that we we haven't really had any necessarily success yet because, because we have all this, you know, all the money goes to the NBA, the NFL, and Major League Baseball with hockey picking up, you know, the leftovers, essentially. Um, okay. You know. Um, I'll get this up right now for you, and, and we'll do that there. Okay. Um, okay, so it's crystal clear that the women's game at the professional level has been set up to succeed like it has never before. Those who held out for a unified professional league found the unicorn they were seeking in Mark and Kim Kimbra Walter. No longer will people confuse the Premier Hockey Federation with the Dream Gap Tour, whatever the hell that was. And I'm gonna have to put the e on for this. Uh, those who believe women's hockey deserves a legitimate opportunity to prove it belongs in the professional sports landscape has received just that. So it would be natural to assume that it is now up to the most important uh, consistency here, constituency here here the hockey fan uh, jesus Christ. i'm man, i'm i'm struggling right now but but i'm getting in i'm passionate about this okay so those who have insisted they support women's hockey must now vote with their feet and their wallets it's on them to now do their part to help this thing succeed so i'm not going to be um you know flying up there um, you know, all the time. There's no professional women's league in Florida. They, 
you know, they, they can't put it there and they're not going to put it in sunrise. Believe like that is a death sentence for that team. If you, they try to put it in sunrise, it is a death sentence. So don't come to sunrise yet. I know that'll fail, but, but you keep it up North. Um, it's got a shot. So the only thing is, is PWHL board member Stan Kasten, also the CEO and president of the Dodgers, doesn't see it that way at all. In fact, his answer to that particular question when the league provided an update Tuesday morning tells you everything when it comes to the approach of this group and how they intend to succeed where the Canadian Women's Hockey League the National Women's Hockey League and the P- Premier Hockey Federation and every other iteration of professional women's hockey has failed in the past. Um, that's another thing. Um, the Canadian Women's Hockey League, um, that's uh, Caroline Olette's league and Haley Wickenheiser's league, and it really didn't work out well uh, for that league. And it's a shame too, because, you know, we can't, they can't seem to find any consistency in this. They, they just can't. And, and, and I want them to succeed. This is not going to be easy though. And, and, and now, now once again, going back to, um, you know, the markets as well, you need these big four cities as well so so it, an area like minnesota is definitely going to work if you're going to be able to have golden gophers tickets sell out and minnesota state tickets sell out there you're going to be good there i'm actually kind of surprised they did not put in um detroit for this uh i think or like even just the michigan area where the spartans and the wolverines play and where michigan Heck is, um, I think that might have that might have actually not been a bad idea there. Uh, so, so I'm surprised Detroit did not get on that um, list. Uh, so a little bit surprised there. Ottawa makes Ottawa can can certainly do something as well. But overall, I think this league has a shot. And, you know, and if it folds, you know, gave it your best go. But but it's on you guys. Like what Ken Campbell said, you know, vote with your feet, vote with your wallet. Go out. If you're in, you know, Boston area, you're in the New York, Connecticut area or um, or you're out in in the in the Twin Cities area, as well as Toronto and uh Montreal, Quebec City, and of course Ottawa. It, and if you're there, you know, you know, stop by too. And and it will be a cheaper alternative than to go to a um NHL game. So if if the Maple Leafs are sold out, I say give it, I say just go give it a try and and you know have a good time too. Bring your girlfriend or something. You know, it's a you know, it's a nice, you know, it will be a you know, it's a fun event to take your girl to a sporting event, whether that's, you know, whether it is a male or female league. So it's, 
No, it's fine. So I think, you know, give it a shot because I, I think this, I think this can work. So uh, I'll stop the share there. Okay. Um, thank you once again for listening to this episode of the Adam Rothstein Hockey Podcast. If you want to subscribe to Substack, uh, that is going to be $6 a month, or you can get it cheaper for $60. I have adjusted my prices. I had to raise them. Inflation's killing me down here in, in the sunshine state. So I've got to move. So I got to up it. I, I have to, well, actually inflation's just killing us nationwide, but you get it too. So, so if you do want to support your boy, uh, sign up for $60 for the year or $6 a month, but it will certainly um, benefit me over there. And of course, if you like this podcast, please be sure to rate it five stars on Apple, Spotify, Google. Uh, write me a little review. I want to know your opinion of this wonderful podcast. Um, and if you're on YouTube, hit that like and subscribe button. And with that being said, take care. I'll see you all in the next episode of the Adam Austin Hockey Podcast. Peace out.